0: Welcome to Real College Talk, your destination for honest and relevant college and post-secondary conversation. My name is Nikhil Nambori.
1: And I'm Morgan Heath-Powers. This is a special episode because we are bringing on two guests to our podcast. So I would really like to introduce our guests from the Bipartisan Podcast.
2: Hi, I'm Luke Webster.
3: And hi, I'm Tyler Swanson from the Bipartisan Podcast. Understanding politics starts with us. So today our topic of the episode is college affordability. Um, As you guys might know, college affordability is an ever-growing problem for college students as tuition costs rise and family incomes don't generally rise to meet them. The ability to attend college is becoming increasingly dependent on the price tag rather than the ability of the student. So in this episode, we will discuss some various college affordability programs and talk about how prospective college students can find out what resources are available
1: to them. I think a great place to start is asking why is college so expensive Um, and why does everybody suddenly feel the need to go to college because this wasn't always the case. Um, When it comes to why college is so expensive, there are a couple main reasons. Um, So firstly, college prices have risen exponentially over the years, um, largely due to decreases in in state and federal funding going to public universities. So that's incentivized them to up, up tuition, to up fees in order to bring enough in enough income in order to handle the student influx. Um, Also, researchers at the Federal Reserve found that for every dollar increase in the federal subsidized loan limit, um, colleges raised tuition by 58 cents and lowered institutional aid by 20 cents. So between these two factors, we've just seen this continuous increase in college tuition to the point where it's so much more expensive than it's ever been before. also, why, do, why does everyone feel the need to go to college? There's this increased demand as well. Um, what we find is that after the 2008 recession, this is where things really started to spike. Um, employers began reducing the cost of training their employees. So um, it used to be the case that more businesses would actually take on the cost of training and educating their workers. Um, they would replace that with just requiring higher levels of education so that they wouldn't have to spend so much on training after the crash. Um, so all of these different factors come together and what we see is a huge influx in people applying and attending college while also seeing this continuous increase um, in tuition in order to go to school
0: yeah so based on what Morgan was was sharing with us it seems like college just keeps becoming more and more necessary while the price keeps going up and because of that you've had a lot of politicians and just citizens in general proposing different ways to make college more affordable. And the first program that's probably most relevant to college students uh, are the free four-year college programs. Now, there are all sorts of different proposals out there, and I'd like to get uh, y'all's take on those different programs. So, Luke, what what are your thoughts on free four-year college?
2: So, I go to a small liberal arts school, kind of have seen firsthand kind of how expensive college can be. And just uh, my only concern with uh, free four-year cost, the cost, um, as is my concern with a lot of other spending uh, from the government. I think something that's on the table and that's been uh, enticing, and something that should be looked into more is kind of reallocating from certain areas in the federal government, pushing that towards uh, making higher education more affordable much more viable option than, say, the government just writing kind of a blank check to kind of fund this kind of thing.
0: Tyler, you have any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I've researched um,
3: affordable college programs a lot. Um, On the Bipartisan Post website, I wrote a whole article about um, comparing Bernie Sanders' free college program with Elizabeth Warren's program. Um, and it's you know, Ben. Something I think is possible. Of course, it does require a heavy increase in federal funding, and you have to get that funding from somewhere. Generally, um, the two main proposals uh, were Bernie's plan was to impose a tax on on stock trading, um, and then Elizabeth Warren's plan was to put an ultra wealth tax on people making over, I believe, fifty million dollars a year. So it's not you know problems that really affect the average American too much, um, but their problems or their tax tax policies that affect more of the people who have the money to pay that tax. Um, and I think it's it's definitely possible that we could use these. Um, and we just have to make sure that, you know, the federal funding and the state funding that's going in isn't going into the pockets of administrators or, um, you know, making new buildings or, you know, funding sports teams and that it's going towards actually covering students' education.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree because my question is, you know, I think, I think the idea of free four-year universities, particularly when it comes to um, in-state and, and community colleges, um, being able to offer that to students, I think that's great. But my, my follow-up question is always, well, what will we retain the quality of education? So um, what, because like Luke is talking about, somebody does have to pay for that student's education. So how do we make sure um, that we're really using those funds wisely, not so that they're going to build more buildings and um, and go into the pockets of administrators. But um, I've been really interested in some initiatives that would offer students free tuition, but under certain conditions. So um, for example, requiring that they maintain a 2.5 gpa or that they earn some level of a, de- a degree within x amount of time so that not only is are those funds going toward their tuition but we know that they're actually getting an education and they're um, they're actually cherishing it for what it is um, because i've heard many people say well oh, when when students pay for college, then they know what it means and they they put hard work into it. And I don't think that's necessarily true that when students get get scholarshiped into college or they choose to go to a free four-year university that they're not gonna make the most of it. But I think it's important we're saying, okay, what is the value of this college education? And are we making sure that when we're bringing in students for free, um, are they making the most of that value?
0: Yeah, Morgan, I definitely see what you're saying, and I guess my biggest concern with introducing free four-year uh, public college programs is I think there's a possibility that it might may actually hurt low-income and middle-class students not actually help them. I think one unintended consequence of that is that private colleges will start to become more exclusive and have better hiring opportunities. And when you have that happening, the people that are gonna be able to afford those private colleges are gonna be the people who get the leg up. And um, another possibly unintended consequence is if admission rates drop at public colleges to be able to afford all of those students who will be on a free four, if everybody was on a free four-year tuition, it gives an advantage to students who can afford private tutors and admissions counselors and sort of the problems that you that you start to see in selective colleges will start to transfer over to public four-year colleges, which defeats the entire point of the program, which is to to make things more equitable, when in reality, it might actually cause some problems. Luke, I'm going to jump over to you.
2: Yeah, and another, another thing I want to uh, raise, or another concern I wanted to raise, and that's kind of that same, uh, is do you guys think that that... that if by making uh, in this in this scenario, making four-year uh, college, that that would s- cheapen the value of a college education. Like, because I know that's a concern uh, some people have is that it would lower the value of college education, and it would just make you know grad school more expensive because that would be the next that would s- the separating that would become the separating factor and not college.
0: Tyler, uh, you can go ahead and respond to that.
3: Yeah, I just want to add a little bit to the conversation. So um, for my college, University of Illinois, wearing the hat, got the flag in the background, everything. um, I really was only able to go because I benefited from their brand new program called Illinois Commitment, where people um, who are from families with a low enough um, income get to go four years with free tuition. So, um, you know, for me, if I did not have this opportunity, I wouldn't be able to go and get the, the quality education that you can get from a literally a world-class university that um, U of I is. And um, to speak to, like, you know, if it might cheapen the value of education, I think, um, in a way, yes, because it'll kind of become like everybody gets a college degree just as everybody gets a high school diploma. Um but also, more and more these days, you need that college degree um, for a lot of jobs because the workforce is becoming more educated, and there's less jobs that are just kind of labor and don't really require skills. Um, I think having that specialization, while it might cheapen the value of it a little bit, it will also enable everybody to be on the same playing field of being able to go for all these different jobs.
0: Morgan, you can go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's my concern as well, is that... As much as I think it's a good thing to like you say in the playing field my question is you know how much longer until years down the road we're saying hey we should be offering free grad school to everybody um, because college is in many ways becoming the new high school um, and and how how long will it be until everybody is going to grad school Um, and so my personal take on this is that I feel like especially in the States, we really kind of need a whole revamping of what college really means to us in our society. Um, Like you said, Tyler, I mean, students need a college degree now because that's what jobs are requiring. And my question is, why? Um, And that's not because I don't see the value of college education Heck, Nikhil and I run the Real College Talk podcast, but it's because I don't think that college is necessarily right for everybody, and yet um, we've kind of drilled it in our brains that it is. Um, I think that trade school should be made more accessible and should be destigmatized. I think that gap years should be destigmatized so that students have time to think about what they want to do in the future before they decide on a major. Um, and I think many employers would say that. Although they're hiring students who are very educated on paper coming out of college um, that because they're lacking work experience and because universities and high schools aren't necessarily offering career technical education um, or similar similar forms of work study that would allow students to develop real world skills that even though they may be very, very educated on specific topics, they don't necessarily have the professional skills um, and the personal skills that are required for success. And so um, I think it would be great for us to talk about some other alternatives and, and, and ways to improve education so that we're making sure, Okay, if somebody wants to go to college, do they have a pathway to get there no matter their financial status? That definitely needs to take place. But I think we also need to check ourselves and ask, are we maintaining the quality of this education is actually um, preparing young people to create a stronger, more intelligent, more productive workforce for the future as well.
0: That's a great transition into our next sort of question, which is about other college and different education affordability programs that aren't necessarily free for your college. But before we touch on that, I just want to run by a stat real quick. I know all of you were kind of saying that The college degree means something different than it used to. Um, I read uh, a research report by the Federal Reserve and it says that under 30% of students end up in a job that matches their major and nearly 40% are in jobs that don't require college degrees at all. Yet for some reason more companies are requiring college degrees even though they feel that college graduates are becoming progressively less and less workforce prepared. And you've seen a really interesting trend, bigger companies such as Apple and Google are officially striking out their college degree requirement. And I think that's a model that a lot of employers will start to follow in the near future. Let's just hope that it's uh, sooner rather than later. So if we're gonna transition into maybe other programs other than free four-year college, I wanna hear some ideas that maybe y'all would throw your support behind. Tyler, any thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I think what we need to do is really, um, like Morgan, you kind of mentioned, um, emphasize trade schools a little bit more. I think, um, you know, you used to see this a lot more in uh, like the 70s, 80s, where, you know, shop classes were more common and, you know, we would teach students things like woodworking and welding and things like that. And that's good because, you know, not everybody won wants to go to college and not everybody needs to go to college and there are people who need to fill in these trade jobs. HVAC is a fantastic job that'll pay you very well and they need so many more employees at the moment. and I think for a lot of people that I see go to college that's a career that would fit them more and not because they're stupid but um, or like they're less like less knowledgeable but just because that's more of like their interest in what they've always done previously but they're going to, to college because they feel like they can't really do much without that college degree. Um, and I think also in other than, you know, free four-year college for everybody, you could have programs like, um, more colleges like mine have where, you know, um, lower income families get the opportunity for free four-year tuition or, um, you know, free community college so everybody can get those basic, that associate's degree and some other basic training programs done.
0: Luke, uh, I'm going to
2: let you jump in on that. Yeah, uh, to speak to your point about, uh, Companies starting to kind of strike that requirement. I wonder if almost that that will somewhat solve the problem in and of itself. If by removing the requirement and the stress to get a college degree, that less people will be going would be going to college, which would hopefully have a ripple effect on tuition costs going down, mm-hmm. because the colleges are not having to provide for as many students.
0: Yeah, Luke, I I definitely see what you're saying there, and I guess the question that would lead to then is whether introducing free uh, college programs or free education programs, especially free four-year programs, would make that process slower or faster. Um, Morgan, I know you had some interesting thoughts on some programs that you think might be more effective or just as effective as free four-year college.
1: It's tough because we're at a point in time where everybody wants to go to college, right? And so we wanna make that opportunity accessible to people, but Nikhil, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I worry that introducing free college to everybody would just continue that spiral. Um, and uh, we wouldn't actually be taking steps um, toward encouraging people to go to trade schools like Tyler is talking about, or just pursue things that um, that are accessible beyond a college degree. Um, for me, I've been doing quite a bit of research on what these other alternatives were would look like because something needs to change. And I, I wanna pull this quote um, from a New York Times article that I'll link down below in the description. Um, and I'm just gonna read it because I think it's such a fascinating idea. Um, he, the writer said, for the roughly $100,000 that the public spends to carry many students through high school and college today, we could instead offer two years of traditional high school, a third year that splits time between a sophisticated vocational program and a subsidized inter- internship. Two more years split between subsidized work and employer sponsored training, and a savings account with $25,000, perhaps for future training. So, if they wanted to continue to go to college, um, any American could have at age 20, three years of work experience, an industry credential, and earnings in the bank. Um, and so, this is obviously like a totally revamping of what education looks like. Um, but, would you think about that? And I, you know, maybe it's just my perspective after spending a year in the workforce and 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 learning on the job before going to college this is something that i think could actually work and when we talk about wanting to forward people's education so that our society continues to advance i think that this would actually continue to be effective and then those people who want to go into very specialized jobs um, and very specialized industries could continue on to go through school but we know that we're equipping young people with the skills to be successful, even if they choose not to go to college, which would relieve the pressure on them and on the government in order to subsidize all of those students um, college education that they may not necessarily need. Yeah, I'm
0: gonna jump in there. um, I'm personally in favor of starting funding of education programs or putting more resources in funding of education programs at earlier ages, like uh, Morgan and I were discussing a couple of days ago, increasing pay for teachers in primary, middle, and high school, so that you're able to make teaching a more livable profession or more financially secure profession. And that may just improve the quality and the volume of teachers in our education system. We can do spending on K through 12 education so that we can really focus on improving the critical thinking skills early instead of relying on college to do that because I think our system has become so reliant on college being the source of critical thinking when in reality those skills are developed much earlier in life. And to touch on uh, what Tyler was saying earlier about trade school, expanding access to vocational training has a huge effect on career readiness. Uh, career and technical education has like a ninety to ninety-eight percent graduation rate for high school, which is amazing. And those are the kind of programs that may have a better outcome than investing in university-specific programs.
3: Yeah, um, to go off of uh, Morgan, the point um, you or the quote you had about revamping education. Um, my high school had programs like that. Actually, uh, we had a couple options for students. So. What you could do essentially was after your sophomore year you could go um to uh, community college for two years for your junior and senior year and that'd be covered by the school um so basically you could graduate high school with your high school diploma and your associate's degree which was a really great program and helped a lot of students out because then you're paying less for a four-year institution you're only going for two years um then we also had a program where starting your junior year you could um do what we called career tech which essentially was a program with um, local area schools and community colleges where you could go and you could get um, either uh, a CNA, you could be a certified nurse, you could get um, certified as an IT uh, worker. So you could get right into that job. You could also learn um, auto mechanics, criminal justice, um, all these other programs that really prepared students to go into other things. So there was a lot of girls um, that took it that were CNAs and then they graduated high school and just went to work in, you know, doctor's offices and nursing homes. And they didn't really need to go to college because they had they're placed on the path to already have a successful job.
2: I really like the idea of something like that. Uh, I just think at the end of the day, I think it's just about making sure that students know that all the options are on the table. I mean, I feel like there's not enough, uh, there's not enough information uh, out there that's readily available about trade schools, about vocational school. And so I just, I think that at the end of the day, it comes down to just kind of getting the word out of That's an option that's on the table that not everyone has to go to college. And I think by it gives everybody the fave options. I think that it might help.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And I, I think that goes to the whole cultural phenomenon that we've been discussing throughout this episode. What does college really mean to you and why does it mean so much to the country as a whole. And you may have all sorts of different perspectives on it, but it's definitely something to be examined. And that leads us into sort of the conclusion for the episode, which is what are the takeaways for for you? How does this impact your individual decision for college? So Morgan, if you could speak to some of the audience members and how this might impact them.
1: Yeah, I'm super grateful that we've teamed up with the bipartisan podcast on this because um, the goal is to have a really great discussion, but to also leave our audience members with something that they can do about this. And um, I think we all have different perspectives on this issue. There are so many ways to go about it. But for our listeners, my encouragement to you would be knowing all of this, um, start to do your research. Um, Like Luke is talking about, we feel this pressure and this need to go to college and to do it now and to um, and to you know put the sticker price aside and just take out loans and just go for it because it's what everybody does and there's nothing wrong with that but we see how how it doesn't serve all of us and so I would encourage you to start doing your own research and really asking yourself hey what what do I really want to do in the future. Um, Is college the path to get there? If so, how do I go about it in a way where um, maybe I can take advantage of these opportunities that Tyler is talking about? There's so many um, federal and and state grants that are out there to help students. There's so many different um, scholarship opportunities and we'll put some links below that that you can take a look at. I know that there's a startup called Moss um, where you can fill out the FAFSA once and they connect you with tons of different different private scholarships that can't even be found through other things like education savers and, um, and niche. Like it's a it's a really cool thing. And so um, I love seeing how people are getting innovative and I hope that our listeners will start getting innovative about how they approach their own education as well.
3: Yeah, you know, um, what I would say is if you're a high school student going into college, be aware of the different um, programs that schools offer. And, you know, if you're an Illinois resident like me, um, and you are in a, below a certain income, um, you can go to U of I for free for four years. It's a fantastic program. Um, there's also a lot of other schools. Um, I'm just gonna speak to Illinois for now because that's what I know best. Um, for example, if you wanna go to UIC, at U of Illinois Chicago, and you have a 3.5 GPA, um, or in a high certain SAT score in high school, you can go to college for free for four years. And if you wanna go to Western Illinois, you have a certain GPA, um, and a certain, a certain grade, uh, grade point average, a certain SAT score, you'll get certain scholarships based on your score. So um, I'm sure there are many other colleges that have similar programs. It's just kind of like, you have to do shopping around in a way and um, figure out you know, what the different programs are that schools offer. And I think when you do that, of course, it's important to go where you want to go and where it feels best, but it's also important to consider that financial aspect, too, of who's going to give you the best return on your investment.
0: And the U of I system is a great system. So having free college, especially at UIUC, that's an amazing opportunity to have. Luke, you have a different perspective as well, being a college at uh, college athlete at Center College. Can you speak to, to that a little bit?
2: Um, I would just encourage people to kind of figure out what they want to do. Uh, They're senior, junior, senior, high, year of high school. So look at all the options that are on the table and, and decide, kind of like Tyler said, what would be the best return year? I knew that I wanted to continue to be an athlete. And so I. that was one of my search criteria when I was looking for schools and I was to get, get a good deal because I was able to look at schools that I knew that I was interested, that I was going to get a good... Uh, turn on and kind of decide okay is this is swimming and being able to get a good education is it worth you know this price and if it wasn't then that then that school went off so i think it's just really looking into all your options and kind of figuring out uh what's best for you i, I made an excel spread, <laughs> super retro of me but i made it an entire Excel spreadsheet of all the different costs of everything, and I was able to find which like which I think I did like the top schools through a an algorithm and it gave me like all right this is like based on your visit based on like all this like this is what what schools like we give you the best return on your investment, and that was just something that I thought uh helped me, but at the end of the day, just during your research, there are a lot of options out there.
0: Yeah. And I guess my piece that I would leave people with is there are a lot of societal pressures to to go a certain avenue with your college education, maybe to pick the school that might be the most prestigious or have the best name brand or that certain education programs might be lower than others. But I think that's absolutely ridiculous. If you really look at success rates, it really doesn't have anything to do with the college you go to or the certain program you're in. It all comes from within. So succumbing to that cultural influence is just something to avoid because the finances do play a big role and sacrificing a a huge part of yourself financially could end up hurting you and it it may not end up being worth it. Thank you everyone for hopping on here. I really enjoyed this collaboration between Real College Talk and the bipartisan podcast. Um, you know where to find Real College Talk at Real College Talk on Instagram. How can we connect with the Bipartisan Podcast?
3: Well, one, you can go ahead and follow the Bipartisan Podcast on Spotify. You can go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Post Bipartisan. And of course, the best way is to go to the bipartisanpost.com and sign up for our newsletter to always get notified of our new articles and podcasts.
0: Morgan, any more Real College Talk plugs?
1: No, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody for listening. I think this was an awesome conversation. At Real College Talk, we always say, keep it real. And I think we totally kept it real with all of you today. Um, So thank you so much for listening.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. And that's a wrap to this week's episode.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in. Our mission is to deliver insights and advice that will empower you to jumpstart your life in high school, college, your career, and beyond.
0: But the Real Talk doesn't stop here. To spread the message of Real College Talk, share this episode with someone who you know could benefit from it. Keep the conversation going and reach out to realcollegetalk101 at gmail.com to let us know what topics and guests you hope to hear from next.
1: Nikhil, did you know we're on seven podcasting platforms?
0: Are you for real?
1: We always keep it real here at RCT. To catch our Real Talk, listen on Spotify, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or visit anchor.fm realcollegetalk for more options.
0: Wait, Morgan, you're forgetting one more thing.
1: Oh, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Real College Talk. We love featuring our guests and connecting with listeners like you.
0: In the meantime, keep it real.
1: Keep it real.